0: Hi, I'm Melanie and I'm Malia and you're listening to the white dress optional podcast by brilliant
1: bridal life before during and after your wedding is full of options and we are here to help.
0: Okay, everyone. We are back with another episode of the White Dress Optional podcast, and we have a super fun episode today, Malia. Um, we are talking about the wedding dress myths that your bridal stylist wish you knew.
1: Yeah, so we um, checked in with our stylist. We have six stores around the country, and we said, "What do you wish?" Brides knew before they came in or or what are they assuming about wedding dress shopping? And um, we thought it'd be a good way to Educate and empower you before you go try on dresses Yeah, and hopefully just
0: make the process like a little bit smoother a little less stressful or more stress-free um So yeah, we've got eight myths that our stylists Brought to us and said we really wish brides knew about this so we're going to go through those today. Hopefully it's super helpful for you and gives you a little bit more confidence walking into your bridal gown journey. So we are going to start off with number one, number one wedding dress myth. I'll know it's my dress as soon as I try it on myth.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a myth. And the problem is that you often start off trying on dresses and you'll pull like four or five. And so if you um, know there's other dresses that like you've already picked that you want to try on, you might hold back on some emotions knowing there's more gowns. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so at first, when you look at a dress, you're looking at it really logically, like, especially if it's your very first time trying on dresses, like they feel different than everyday wear, you know, it's not my typical yoga pants. So like, it's going to feel different. Um, when you have a wedding gown on, they're heavier, um, they can have, um, different things on it that can, you know, you know, oh gosh, it's maybe a little itchy or, you know, like it feels different, right? So when you first try to address, you're thinking about it so logically. And then also like, does this have the details I told the stylist I wanted? Like, is this the elements I wanted? So you're really in your head when you try on the dress the first time. Um, and typically in a bridal appointment, you'll try on a bunch of dresses and then you'll go back and retry on favorites. um, once you've gotten through and narrowed down to some things you like, and it's that second time that you try on the dress that you can get your heart a little bit more involved. Like you, Mm -hmm. yes, you know, it's the right details. Okay. How does this compare to everything else I've tried on? Um, and it's so normal to go back and forth between a couple gowns because a lot of the gowns are really similar. Um they have a lot of similar things to them, a lot of elements that are the same, especially when you've d- narrowed down silhouette. And so this allows you to really like look at it first logically and secondly a little bit with some emotion and be like, do I feel like a bride in this dress? Can I picture this on my wedding day?
0: Yeah super smart. I I love that breakdown of like the first time it's more logical and practical. And the second time you can kind of like get your heart and emotions too. I think that's really great. So the myth here, you will maybe not know your dress the first time, the moment you try it on. And that is okay. It's totally okay. All right. Myth number two,
1: it will take me a long time to find a dress. Oh my goodness, I hear this all the time when I'm in stores and here's the thing, I'm pretty sure you've been dressing yourself for a really long time. Like you know you, you know your style, you know your personality. Um you shop for yourself pretty typically. Um so it's not uncommon for you to find the dress that you love really quickly. Um and so the more shops you go to, may just get confusing. You know, like, mm-hmm. so it's one of those things like oftentimes brides find their dresses within like the first few dresses they try on. Um, they come in with a vision and a look and the stylist can help narrow that down for you. Um, but really there's only five main silhouettes. And once you've like ruled out all the others, it becomes a lot easier. You know, you're not looking at a dress of like, Oh my gosh, there's 400 dresses in the store. How will I ever pick? Well, maybe you're not going to wear ball gowns. Well, you just eliminated, you know, a third of the store of dresses you don't need to try on. Right. So it, it doesn't take as long as you think. And I think brides are really surprised when that, that, how easy it can be. Um, brides are all the time. Like, I wasn't expecting it to like find it so fast or to be so easy. I was like, but you know, you, you've been dressing yourself for a long time. Of course it was that easy. Um, of course you found something you loved, um, and that your heart could be excited about. So what do you do
0: if you're in that situation and maybe you're at your like first or second shop and you have like, you know, the the typical like whole day of dress shopping with your crew, like, how do you pivot and say, no, this is okay. Like I found it. We can be done. Like what, what do you do with all those people that have gathered or all of the anticipation for a full day of shopping? Like how do we help brides with that?
1: Okay. A couple things first go celebrate, like stop what you're doing. You're just going to confuse yourself more and get more tired. It is exhausting to try on dresses. Um, so my advice would be instead of booking a whole day, book one or two appointments with, um, a lunch built in or dinner built in. So you guys can go celebrate. And then if you don't find anything day one and you need to make more appointments, you can always go out another time. Um, but don't overbook yourself, but then go celebrate, go find somewhere nearby to, to share a drink and to, um, get excited about the wedding. You could also go do other things for the wedding. If you've got your girls with you Go look at bridesmaid dresses, um, go find some shoes to match your dress. There's a lot of things you can do. Um, once you say yes, that's like not the end of the fun. You get to keep having fun. You just get to go plan more things. Um, so keep the celebration going and go do other things, but don't overwhelm yourself or get so exhausted trying on more dresses when you've already found the one.
0: Yeah, no, that's good. All right. So
1: myth number three. I will cry in my dress. I mean, this is such a doozy, right? Like this is such an expectation. (laughs) Um, Most people don't cry in their dress. And so when brides are like, I didn't know, like, should I cry? And I was like, some people do, but like, are you a crier? Like, do you normally cry? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, If you're not normally a crier, then like, you probably won't cry here. But here is where... That this is really important, um, that you hear when you cry in the dress. Cause I think what the thought is like, I'll put on the dress and I'll like get emotional about it and I'll know right then and there that it's my dress. Um, but when we find that brides actually get emotional, it's like they've narrowed down the one. We've done all the things. We've tried on the dress. We've tried on veils. We're like kind of in the favorite. And somebody finally asks, like, are you saying yes to the dress? And you're like, yeah, I think this is my dress. And then you like, look at your people and you get to hug them. That's when the tears come. It's like mm. after you've said yes, not before. Um, and so that's a little myth that brides need to hear that. It doesn't always happen earlier in the appointment. It's often later. Now I, we have brides that do cry in dresses that does happen, but it's really rare. Um, usually it's right after you say yes, if you are a crier, that's typically when it happens, not before.
0: Yeah, no, that's good. Um, but I can't, think of any piece of clothing i would have tried on that would have made me cry
1: you know like just not a crier it wasn't good that's not how it's gonna go down for me right and i think i almost doubted the dress i bought because like i kind of got choked up the first time i wore it and then we left that store went shopping waited a week or two went back. And when I tried it on the second time, I was like, yeah, I still like it, but like, I didn't get emotional again. And Mm -hmm. I always wondered if like, that was the right dress for me, but like any dress I've tried on since then, because I have, you know, places (laughs) that I can try on dresses still, um, I always end up in the exact same silhouette and the same style. And I'm like, oh yeah, like, of course that was my dress. Like, of course that was exactly what I should wear. Um, and so, but I do remember doubting it because I, I thought I had to cry but I, it didn't. I just really liked it, and I felt good in it, you know. So, yeah, um, I think that's okay too. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Okay, so on to myth number four, which, which is, is maybe like I don't know, three point five. It's um, really similar. I to three. know. Yeah, I know it's my dress when my mom,
1: aunt, grandma, sister, maid of honor, cries. Right. And here's the deal with that is it's kind of a lot of pressure for those people. Like, what if they're not criers? What if like you think they're going to and they don't, and then you're doubting yourself, like basing your wedding gown on somebody else's emotions, you know, like and their reaction, which I found in my life, not everybody reacts the way I want them to to things. Not sure if you've heard this in your life, but the same is true for your dress and like that's a lot of pressure for people people. So yeah. um that's one thought. The second thought is um oftentimes the mom aunt, grandma, sister, mother-in-law may cry at the wrong time or a different (laughs) time, right? So like the very first time you come out in the dress and they're seeing you in a dress for a first time, the idea of you being a bride in a dress makes them cry, but it's not because that's the dress or you have to get married in that one. Cause I've definitely heard it before, but like my mom cried in the other dress. Yeah, but why did she cry in it? Is it because it was the very first dress, the one she saw you in? Um, mm-hmm. Is it because that's how like your mom always pictured you? Were we talking about a sweet moment for the wedding and like that made her emotional? Um, or is it that dress, right? It could be lots of things. And the second time that people will often cry is when you put the veil on. So mm-hmm. um, if the veil is put on the wrong time at the wrong dress. It could be the right veil and that moment, but the wrong dress. So don't be sad if you're like, gosh, well, now I'm in the right dress with a veil and nobody's crying. Um, they've moved on to celebrating. They are so happy for you. They know what you're going to look like as a bride. And they're just like emotional about that, but maybe not about your gown. Does that all make sense? Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then going back to the one earlier, they often will cry when you say yes. When you get to say yes and you get to hug your mom or your grandma and be like, this is what I'm going to wear on my wedding day. Sometimes they'll get choked up then. So just make sure you're not putting too much pressure on other people's emotions and um, making sure that you are checking on, are they crying at this time because of this dress or because of the moment? Yeah, no, that's good. Um, Okay, myth number five. I just
0: want to say, I feel like, is a PSA for the entire bridal industry. I feel very confident in saying that any shop you walk into, their stylists, their managers, their seamstresses, for sure, will want you to know this myth, that when your gown comes in or if you're buying off the rack, that your gown will fit you when it arrives because i'm sorry i'm just totally i'm gonna have like a little soapbox moment here go especially in traditional um ordering bridal stores they take your measurements they they tell you you they're ordering you a dress and so there is a perception and i think that a lot of stores have gotten better at communicating this but i think maybe previously it wasn't as transparent So they created this perception that they were custom ordering you a dress to fit those measurements they took. This is not how it works, people. They are just ordering you the size that is closest to what they have measured, and you will still need alterations, whether you are ordering a dress, buying off the rack, wearing your mom's old
1: dress, if people still do that like it's going to need altered. Okay. The end rant, Malia. Great. No, you're right. All (laughs) gowns need alterations. So if you are in a traditional store and they are ordering you a gown, they're taking your measurements, bust, waist, hip. And what they're looking for is the closest size you fit into. So if your bust is a 10, but your hips are a 14, they're going to order you a 14 to fit your hips. It's going to be big around your waist and your chest. Okay. So that's what they're ordering for is what size you are the closest to. And they will always go to the biggest size. Always better for a dress to be too big because it can always be taken in, but all gowns need alterations. Now, typical alterations are going to be in the bust um all of our busts are a little bit different. You need to adjust the cups to make sure that it all fits and the girls are where they should be. Um, the Happy other girls. very normal thing is the hem. These dresses are made very long. Most of them are made for somebody like 5'9, five, 5'10 five, with a heel on. I am not, so I can take a lot <laughs> off my hem of my dresses. And so a hem is very normal. And the other thing to think about with a hem is how many layers are to your hem. So it's not like they're just like. Taking one layer, most wedding gowns have three, four, five, six, ten layers to them, and each each layer has to be hemmed, and then your bustle. So the bustle is what pulls the train up into the back of the dress, so you can dance all night without not having your train on the ground. Um, and each time that you put up a bustle, that is going to be another cost. So bust, hem, and bustle are all normal. Okay, um, and so you have to know that this is coming. Um, and it's an additional cost. Um, There's very few stores that include it. If they do, then the dress is more expensive, Um, but cost for alterations, not including custom. So this is bust, hem and bustle, depending on your dress is going to fall into the five to 600 range. Like that is just standard across the board that we've seen. Now in other parts of the country, that can be significantly higher. Um, So just give yourself a huge buffer on alterations, um, especially if you decide you. You want to do something custom. You want to... Um, Add a sleeve, or it has a sleeve, and you want to take the sleeve off. um, If it has to come in a lot, so um, let's say that you are in that situation I mentioned earlier, where your bust is in a ten and your hips are in a fourteen, they will have to take it in for you. And it's not how many inches they go in, right? So you could have one inch or four inches; that doesn't matter. It's how far down the dress they have to go. So if they have to take in just your bust, it'll be one cost. But if it's like your bust and waist and into your hip. It's going to be more costly um, because they do have to open up the insides of the dress, um, bring the dress in, and then resize you. Um, So a couple things to think about with that. That one your dress is not going to fit when it comes in two, you for sure are going to need alterations and they can be definitely costly. So be mentally prepared for that. You want this gown to fit you well. If you're going to spend this much on a, a garment that you're going to wear one day, make sure that it fits you beautifully. Um, that's definitely something you want. And a lot of seamstresses will do a fitting right before the wedding just to make sure that you haven't changed size at all. So that way the gown is good to go on your wedding day.
0: So, kind of like tangent side side point. If brides are truly like on a pretty strict budget, is there anything they can look for and address to help mitigate some of their alterations costs? It sounds like maybe not having a lengthy train that requires a bunch of bustling, like maybe that could be helpful. Is there anything that we can share to
1: help with them to eliminate some of these costs? Absolutely. So I think one of the bigger ones is um having a corset in the back of your dress. So mm-hmm. instead of the, the seamstress having to take it in, you can tie it up and bring it in as tight as you need it to be. Um so that could be something that you could look for is having a dress with a corset instead of a zipper. Um, zippers have to fit you just perfectly. Um mm-hmm. and if you're doing a strap, um, often straps and sleeves have to be too big on purpose so they can be molded to your length and, and what you need. Um, so maybe don't go that route or go the route with something detachable. Um, that could be a better option for you, but length of train is going to be a huge one, huge one. And then the other thing on the train is if you have a ton of detail on the bottom. So mm, if you have too. a lace trim around the bottom of your hem, they're going to have to remove the lace then hem the gown, then sew the lace back on. And that's going to be more costly than a more simple bottom to the dress. And so, if like budget is important to you, those are some things to think about. Um, but if you want the perfect dress, the one you've always been dreaming of, and it has those details, um, just know that the alteration costs could be a little bit higher for you.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's good. Um, all right. Myth number six if I normally wear a size, X, that will be the same in bridal sizing.
1: Yeah. So bridal sizing is wild. I actually had a stylist Mm. once that um, was British and she would always say that like bridal sizing is rude. And she said it in such a lovely (laughs) accent that it sounded like so beautiful that you're like, yeah, you're right. It is rude. So bridal sizing is based on a a European size chart and every designer size chart is going to be slightly different. Um, but you need to add at least two sizes. So whatever size you wear, I know it's awful, add two sizes, and that's probably going to be closer to your bridal size. So if you are ordering a dress and they're ordering you a dress and it's a couple sizes too big, or you're trying on dresses, you're like, I've never been this size in my life. Don't, panic. It's not your real size. It's like a made up number on a European size chart. So don't panic and know that they're still getting you the correct size. Um, it's just a completely different way of measuring than we do for our like everyday streetwear. Right. Yeah. This feels
0: like a good moment for, you know, just body positivity reminder sizes are a construct. It does not define us as women. It has no holding over how beautiful, powerful, wonderful we are. Just, I know it has become that somewhat in culture. It becomes more weighty than it should be. Um, But don't let it define you. Don't let it ruin your your bridal gown shopping. Just know it's going to be a different number. And that's all it is. It's a different number.
1: Right. And um, I did have a bride once who came in and she had been at a different store Um, that Mm -hmm. had did size differently than our store did. And so she came in and been like, I'm this size. And we started trying on dresses and we're like, ah, not quite. So we had to go up a couple sizes, um, based off of the designer she had liked at a different store. And when she said, yes, to her gown, I just cut the tag out. So she didn't see the size (laughs) because it really literally, I've only done that once, but like, it did not matter. And I didn't want her to feel some sort of way about it because it, it, the gown looked, Stunning on her, you know, and it just because a different store, a different designer sized differently doesn't mean that, like, all of a sudden you are that size, you know, like it again, yeah. just a number. And we want to find a dress that you feel amazing in. And when you feel amazing in it, it does not matter what size it is.
0: Yep, yep.
1: All right, myth number seven my gown will be here in just a few weeks right? We are so instant gratification. Like if Amazon takes longer than two days, I'm like, what is happening in the world that I did not get my package in two days, right? (laughs) Um, here's the thing about bridal gowns and it's, um, it takes a long time. So if you are at a traditional store and they are ordering you a dress, it will take anywhere from six to eight months for that dress to even come back to you, to the store you ordered it in. And that, longer. It used to be more of like a four to six month range. And since COVID with ship times, it's taking significantly longer. So if you're looking for a wedding dress, a lot of people do end up buying one you know, eight to 12 months before their wedding to give them enough time Mm. because you need six to eight months for the dress to come in. And then you need time to do alterations. Um, so you want to make sure that you have time for that. Now our stores are off the rack and there are a lot of off the rack stores around the country where you can go in and try on your dress and walk out the same day, but you want to make sure to give yourself as much time as possible to get your gown just in case you do fall in love with a dress that has to be ordered. Um, I would hate for brides I've heard it before that they fall in love with a dress that cannot come in time or even worse, you ordered a dress and it doesn't make it in time for your wedding. So make sure you're right. giving yourself extra time because it could take up to eight months before you see your gown again. Right. Yep. Okay. And last number eight wedding
0: myth, wedding dress myth that our stylist at Brilliant Bridal wanted you to know about that wedding gowns are around 500 to a thousand dollars.
1: Yes. So I look this up. Right before we started the podcast, according to The Knot, the average cost of a wedding gown in 2022 was $1,900, which was up a little bit from 2021. So $1,900 is the national average for a wedding gown. Um, So keep that in mind as you're shopping. There are certainly deals that you can look for. If you are going to shop, check around and see if any of the stores in your area are having sales. Um, One of the things that um, traditional stores will do is a trunk show where they will bring in extra dresses from certain designers, and they can offer a discount on that weekend only for those gowns. So look at that. Um, Now we are off the rack. We've mentioned that before, and we are in um, a bunch of different markets in the area. Our average in 2022 was 1,122, which is significantly lower than the national average. So there's definitely discount bridal shops. There's definitely off the rack options. So there are options if you don't want to spend in that range, but prepare yourself um, because If you are Pinteresting dresses or if you've Mm -hmm. been on Instagram or TikTok and you're falling in love with dresses, um, those dresses are probably going to be at that $2,000 mark or higher, often higher. Mm -hmm. Um, The number of times that we have brides come in and show me a picture of a dress and be like, I love that dress too. (laughs) That dress is from an Israeli designer and it's about $10,000. Like, where do you want to be price point wise? Um, So like, what's the feel? What's the vibe? What are you trying to say by the fact that you love this gown? Um, But know that that's the average cost in 2022 was $1,900 for a wedding gown.
0: Not including alterations, as previously mentioned. (laughs) Not including (laughs) alterations. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, great. Well, I feel like hopefully these busting, these myths have been really helpful for brides. Again, like if you're still in the phase of wedding planning, you haven't started shopping yet, you're in the middle of it. Again, our hope here is to give you some confidence, to give you some education, some empowerment that you can go into these appointments into these, you know, I mean, if you've never gone wedding dress shopping, how would you know? Right? Like it's such a niche thing that doesn't happen that often. Um, So hopefully this provides you with some extra confidence, extra education to navigate that. We are always here for your questions. If you want to DM us on Instagram at Brilliant Bridal, we love, even if you're not in one of our markets, even if you're not shopping at Brilliant Bridal, we want to be a resource for you. We want to be helpful in your journey because We just love weddings and we love brides and and we want it to be a stress-free, enjoyable time for you. So find us on Instagram if you have questions, at Brilliant Bridal. If you are loving the White Dress Optional Podcast, if it has become a resource for you um, and your wedding journey... Please go on your podcast platform of choice and rate and review us. That's so helpful for us. It helps other brides find us. Um, share it with your friends. It might also be in this season of life, um, but we would love for that um, review. So we will see you next week on the White Dress Optional podcast with another episode on Wednesday. Thanks, everyone. Bye. 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 for listening to the white dress optional podcast
1: we will be here every wednesday remember you can follow us everywhere on social at brilliant bridal you can also email us at podcast at brilliantbridal.com. and as always we would love it if you would leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts